0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. Uh, My name is Larry Kay, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, June 15, 2017, and we are uh, currently studying the big book. Here we are again. We're currently on page 55, uh, the third paragraph, which starts, We Finally Saw that Faith, and we're going to read through two paragraphs this morning. The... uh, let me give you, let me give you the, uh, the readers today. The readers this morning, we have Tina S. on the 12 steps. We have Esther F. reading the 12 traditions, and the readers of the text. We have Katie G., Leslie M., and Janice M. The, the share ID for uh, yesterday, Wednesday, June 14th, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 10039. That's 10039. And then for the 10 a.m. Eastern Eastern Standard Time meeting, it's 10041. That's 10041. The OA Preamble O Readers Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive reading. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members, we are self supporting through our own contributions Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover, I've seen it, they can recover, through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So here's someone, I I wouldn't believe that she recovered if I didn't see it for myself. She's gonna uh, read, The Twelve Steps and welcome Tina S. Good morning, Tina. Thanks, Larry, for
1: your service. Tina S. Recovered Compulsive Eater Anorexic in Florida. And these are the Twelve Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Ten continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive over-readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Is
0: that a pass? Thanks, Tina. Okay, now we got another woman has been doing this deal, too. She's going to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, Esther.
2: Good morning, Larry. Uh, this is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 Traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. 6. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. And 12. Anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to take principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass.
0: Thanks, Esther. Okay, let me tell you how our meeting works. Um, our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share. But we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsible readers only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. And we're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speaker, should be muted. So today we're going to resume our study of the big book. We are currently on page 55, uh, the third paragraph, which starts, we finally saw that Faith uh, through two paragraphs. Katie's going to read two paragraphs, and we're going to comment on both. So, KDG, one of my teachers here, good morning.
3: Oh, Larry, you are my teacher. Thank you so much. May I be heard?
0: You can. You can.
3: Awesome. Good morning, everyone. Uh, It's KDG, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic, and bulimic. We finally saw that faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup, just as much as the feeling we have for a friend. Sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. He was much a fact as we were. We found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found. It was so with us. We can only clear the ground a bit. If our testimony helps you to sweep away prejudice, enables you to think honestly encourages you to search diligently within yourself then if you wish you can join us on the broad highway with this attitude you cannot fail the consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you good morning everyone I'm starting my timer this paragraph is unbelievable I won't do it justice but what I was struck is the beauty of the order of what this is telling us right so like it's telling me that God is inside of me. And if I take certain actions, if I search fearlessly, if I clear away the ground, if I sweep away my prejudice, if I think honestly, if I search diligently, guess what? The consciousness, the mindfulness, Of God, of my fundamental belief in God that was there. And we agnostics just proved to me, KDG, I know you think you're special and you're an agnostic, but it's inside of you. It's going to come. And I have heard in Boston, one of my first sponsors said, the steps really stand for into me. I see, right? We uncover, we discover, and we discard. What are old ideas, right? The old idea, food is my problem, body weight is my problem, food's going to fix it, he's going to fix it, money's going to fix it, something outside is going to fix it, right? So like i have spent my whole life thinking if i get outside of myself if i get the right food the right job the right man the right friend whatever right like i'm going to be happy and yet what is this chapter telling me that actually the 12 steps is a process of subtraction and i don't mean the numbers on the scale because for me an anorexic i'd be like all right i'm going to be okay now right i mean subtraction i mean simplification um and I just I love this book it is so incredible and What's so incredible about this strong belief in God is I didn't come in here looking for God. I came in here brutalized by anorexia, by bulimia, by compulsive overeating and by not knowing. Like I didn't think that Overeaters Anonymous, this like unsexy, uncool name of this program would fundamentally change my life in a way that is beyond my wildest dreams. And today, as we all say, the miracle is not just that I'm not eating, it's that I don't want to eat. It is, and it's that every day, like, I get blocked, guys. This chapter is called We Agnostics. We, you too, KDG. We Agnostic, KDG. How are you not turning your will and your life over to God right now? Are you searching fearlessly, clearing the ground, sweeping away prejudice? And how do I do that today? Well, I do a thorough inventory one through nine every year. And I live in 10 and 11, and I help others each and every day because it is my primary purpose. It is my privilege. And guess what, guys? I know you think I'll just close with this I know you're sitting out there thinking yeah but Katie G there is no God for me guess what you're not special enough there is a God for you alright so I'm going to keep doing this with you all shoulder to shoulder and I can't wait to hear all of you share and with that I pass.
0: thanks Katie alright so we're going to transition to Oprah's who, who do we got who's, who's up Charles H. Edini 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 here's who i have so far matt charles tina did i hear reggie hey reggie did i hear you (laughs) kim J. kim edimi nessa i might be hearing things but i did put down reggie so i don't i don't know if reggie's there but uh so here's what i have so far matt charles tina reggie nessa edimi kim who did i miss All right. Well, let's let's Sandy, start yeah. with that, Sandy. Let's start with that group so far here. Okay. So Matt, let's start with you, and then we'll then uh, we'll move over to Charles, and we'll go from there. Matt, good morning.
4: Good morning, Larry. Thank you for your service. Good to be here on the line today. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M, customer Eater from New Jersey on the East Coast. We finally saw that faith in some God was part of our makeup. I didn't realize why I wanted to believe in God, but now I realize I do have a God of my own understanding because there's so many situations. I've been back on my life over the last year or the last two years that really seemed impossible for me to get through, and I did. There were so many times I was almost evicted because I spent my money on food, and the last second, and last second money came my way and I was able to pay my rent. I'm just very grateful that you know I I could see that there is a great reality deep down in within me that there is God in my own understanding. There, it was it was so with me, you know. Um, and with this attitude, I I cannot fail. Even though I've been struggling lately and I have gained some weight, I realize for me that I can I'm starting to finally clear the ground a bit and getting out of my own head and not staying stuck where I was. You know, I'm starting to finally move forward where I need to go instead of backwards. And it's a great feeling. I can finally see the end, the finish line. Uh, but I know I'm never going to be done with this process. It's something I have to do every day. It's a daily reprieve I will get from the food and from my own head, my own twisted thinking that keeps me stuck. And I'm grateful I don't have to go that path anymore. I can wake up in the morning, say a few prayers, and get connected, and then go through the day. And if anything comes up, I can just pause right where I'm at, say a prayer, and get reconnected or make a phone call to somebody in the program who is recovered or just another fellow that I can speak to because it's just, I have tons of numbers in my phone and I can always reach out to somebody and call them if I need them or make an appointment to call to somebody. So I'm just grateful that I'm here and I'm able to will, have the willingness to work the program today, one day at a time, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Matt, thanks so much. Are we got Charles followed by Tina. Hey, Charles, what's going on?
5: Hey, Larry, thanks a lot. Matt, you, you figured it out, man. You beat me every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, God. But. Then, <laughs> Charles H. a recovered composer, he cracked the code. Anyway, um, this this is so much here. It's so page fifty five for me is so prophetic because it's giving me the blueprints that's gonna save my life. Um, you know, it says sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. We found the great reality deep down within us in the last analysis. If that ain't no if that ain't if that ain't fought through Nine. I don't know, right? But, man, the man of God really um, steal this word for me this morning from last night. Like, so I'm thirsty, right? I don't know how I'm going to get this power, right? And, and, And I'm thirsty with some rain, and the rain comes from up there. But the real rain is in my belly because it's the great reality. That's where I can find God you know, all my fears and my anxieties and all that stuff. And guess what? If I keep, you know, following the program, you know, from page 55, it's going to tell me more about my selfishness and self-centeredness when we get into how it works. And by the time I get to the finish of that first chapter, I mean, the first paragraph on page 63, I will be reborn by that time if I continue to work these steps. So this is so prophetic right here. Like, it says, like, I'm thirsty, right? I get I I get quenched, but but the real thirst is when I search fearlessly inside of Charles H. Right, you know how I feel and how everything's going, and you know at a new job, right? And everybody's gossiping, and I'm, and I'm praying for them. I'm like, bless them, change me, because that was me, right? And 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 a female, you know, director, she she's hitting on me. I'm like, bless them, change me, right? And before, I'd be like, yo, let's go to one of them side rooms. You already know what it is, Charles A. But but I'm reborn because that water is is sprinkling the grass on a daily basis. And I'm doing it on an inventory, and I'm telling you guys about it. And that's what's saving my life. Because if I keep that water in me, I will burst. I will burst from food addiction. I will burst from things ain't going my way. So this is prophetic right here. So it says, so... The great reality is that water is inside me, and by the time I keep doing this work, I will be reborn over and over. And in closing, I say I relapse every day because I don't do this thing perfectly. You know, 1201, I turn back into a pump, pumpkin, and i got to pump that water out of me on a daily basis, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Larry. Hey, Charles. Thanks so much. All right, we have uh,
0: Tina followed by Reggie. I might have heard things with Reggie. If not Reggie, then Nessa. So, hey, Tina, good morning.
1: Good morning, Larry. Thanks for your service, T S recovered compulsive eater anorexic in Florida. Uh, some great paragraphs there, you know, and you know, I listened to this big book study that these two guys do and, and they talk about the last analysis and uh you know that's that's the deal for me. You know, I have to search every place else before I in the last analysis deep down inside of me is where God is found. And I have to exhaust all those other avenues. And, uh, you know, and, and he says, why is that the case? And that's because, you know, if I'm not, um, committed to this thing, if I am not beaten down, if I am not exhausting all my efforts, then I'm not going to trust a power greater than myself to do this thing for me. And that's the deal. He does it for me. Um, You know, I certainly do the footwork, but, you know, there's some great shares. And, you know, it says, we finally saw that the faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup, some kind of a God. And then it says, we can only clear the ground a bit if our testimony helps sweep away prejudice, enables you to think honestly, encourages you to search diligently within yourself. Then we're on the broad highway. You know, I'm on this broad highway. You know, there's no destination. It is but the journey. And thank you, God, you know, because I have an opportunity one day at a time to continue to do this thing, one day at a time. And, um, you know, and it says then the consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. And that's been my experience. You know, it's been my experience one day at a time. And, and um, with, with the help of a power greater than myself and you all, and certainly with working the 12 steps of Overreach Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, I get to do this thing again. One more day. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thanks so much, Tina. Okay, we have Nessa, followed by Rini And I think uh, a little voice in my ear said Deb W. was out there, too. So we'll get you in there, Deb, if you're out there. So, okay, let's go, Nessa, you're up.
6: Thank you. Good morning, vision for you. Nessa R. um, Recovered, but under the weather um, in uh, Toronto, Canada. Um, this uh, paragraph here gives us one of the uh, the answer to one of the questions that that we posed in page forty five. Um, where we said lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously. But where and how were we to find this power? So here we answer. Uh, we are answering the where where are we to find this power and the answer is deep deep within us and i honestly believe there's no atheists there's no real atheists in this world you know sure there's a lot of people who may not believe in a spiritual god but we all have a power greater than ourselves and you know we define it differently you know it could be beauty power money prestige, popularity, you know, whatever it is, we all have a a power. But the answer to our problem is a power by which we could live. You know, I had a power greater than myself, and it was food, but that was not a power by which I could live. You know, it was a power that was killing me, you know, slowly but surely. Um, So that is the first qualification of this power. Um, the second question and how were we to find this power? That is going to be answered in the in the remaining you know 110 or so pages um, of this book. You know, it's going to give us the, the precise instructions how we are going to reach that power that is deep down within us. You know the power that we have um, stuffed down. Um, so far gone with the food um, that is kind of, you know, clogged up, you know, just screaming to get out. Um, And if we have reached this point in our recovery, that means that the food is down. So um, one of the blockages that blocks us from that power is actually gone. Um, And now we just have to deal with the other blockage, which is ourselves, our selfishness and self-centeredness. And that is the how of it, the instructions that are going to, uh, to follow on from here. Uh, when we do that, um, we are going to, um, to find that power greater than ourselves um, that is going to solve all our problems. That's definitely what I have done. I have put down the food entirely. I have worked these instructions, these 12 steps that i outlined here. I continue to work them every day, and will continue to do that with God's help um, for the rest of my life so I can continue to keep what I have found. Um, And with that, I pass.
0: Thanks, Nessa. Okay, we have uh, the the next, excuse me, followed by Kim, my spiritual sister. Good morning.
7: Good morning, Larry. Can you hear me? I can. Okay. Thank you for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. And I'm calling from the Holy Land of Israel, a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. After so many times trying so many different ways that I thought was the right way, alas, finally I had been convinced that God is a part of me as he is a part of you This is the connection that we crave, that we desire, that we need. Having faith in God, trusting and relying on God's power, believing that I am always being taken care of no matter what happens in my life. I just found out one hour ago. My beautiful mother passed away, and here I am in Israel, and she's in New York. It's the attitude. What attitude do I have? It's the knowing the depth of my inner being that is needed to be connected to that interior generator that would empower me to function one minute at a time, to be connected and ask for God's direction, to be guided. For when, when we seek, we shall find. When we knock on doors, they shall be opened. And when we ask it shall be given this is being this is being faithful in prayer i'm sorry there's a lot of noise i'm in a, in a public area so here in israel walking daily on holy ground of miracles i had an opportunity to share my faith with all of you to also be on my favorite page oh my goodness what can I say? There's no coincidences, and there's no serendipities, and there's no miracles. There's just accepting the truth, that great reality to accept all the gifts and blessings that we all have. And it has, it's, it's having this expectation only on God, for we stand on God's foundation. And, and that's the foundation that holds us and that supports us and that protects us. So God is the fact that he is the truth. The way the light and the love and it's about faith and believing and not questioning but just accepting the truth and believing that i need to be saved by god and knowing that he will save me from me my mind is being rewired continually my heart is being remolded and my soul is continually being filled daily just as long as i stay connected To what? To that great reality that is within me and also within you. This is what makes us connected as spiritual brothers and sisters. This is what makes my interior life unshakable. This is what I choose to believe, therefore, will manifest in my life and will affect others around me. I don't question because I can't. It's a mystery that I need not understand for I am given a peace of mind and heart with God, myself, and others. It's accepting our blessings and gifts and sharing them with others. We just need to open our hearts to be loved and to give that love away. It is to open our minds so we can set aside what we thought and accept the truth of what is. This is what sets us free from the bondage of self. This is what sets us free from the prisoner of our thoughts. These are the gifts, and this is what is given to us. This is how I can only have the sanity through calamity. This is putting God first in my life. Thank you, God, for the gift of my mother, that she lived to be 96. Thank you, God, that I can run to him for comfort and not run to the food. Thank you, my spiritual brothers and sisters, for listening. I pass.
0: Amy, thank you so much, and so sorry for your loss this morning. Okay, we have Kim, followed by Sandy. Kim, good morning.
8: Good morning, Larry. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. With this attitude, you cannot fail. So what is the attitude? They're describing this three-part attitude. The attitude is to sweep away prejudice, to question our old ideas, to think honestly, and to search diligently the way I like to think about this, too, is without this attitude, I'm probably going to fail. So I just want to talk about some, some you know, it says, um, think honestly, some honesty, you know. You know, a vision for you is, is, is simply an Overeaters Anonymous meeting. We're not a sect, we're not separate from, we're just a, a beautiful example of a healthy OA meeting. So what is the electricity you feel when you call in on the line? Why are 300 plus people calling in daily? Why do we have a member list of over 4,000 people? It's because the electricity is you get to hear people in whom the problem had been solved. It's not about the format. You get to hear people who are properly armed with facts about themselves. And what are those facts? They're properly armed about the problem, properly armed about the solution, and properly armed with the plan of action. And I just wanna say, you know, I get concerned when I hear people identify themselves as a, a vision for you sponsor. Because once again, a vision for you is just simply a meeting. And just like any other meeting, there's people who listen to Vision for You who are not in the solution, who are not properly armed about themselves with the problem, the solution, and the plan of action. And I get concerned. I'm just going to try to be honest here. I'm, I'm hearing people that are, don't believe in accidents, that they believe it's a behavior only, that they're saying, well, don't worry about it if you pick up in the steps. Just keep moving. I'm hearing people who are identifying themselves as sponsors who aren't even asking themselves. So we have to understand that if we want to not fail, we have to seek out those people in whom the problem has been solved. So if you're looking for a sponsor, don't look just because somebody happens to be on the vision for you. And don't disregard someone because they don't listen to a vision for you. The honest, what you need, what, you're going to, what is gonna help you become recovered is you need to find someone in whom the problem has been solved. And to me personally, that's just simply two questions. Ask that person if they absolutely went through all 12 steps and have they had a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps because the blind cannot lead the blind. If you have not been there, you cannot show someone else how to get there. So this is a very important paragraph here, and I just want to encourage people to seek out diligently, to search diligently for people who, who understand the problem. We have an allergy to the body accidents is the precursor so that we have the acumen to work the steps the solution is a spiritual solution and there are clear-cut directions and a plan of action on how to get there seek out those people and you too can become recovered and with that i pass
0: amen i agree okay um so next we have sandy followed by deb w sandy good morning your turn
9: good morning hi larry this is sandy from Asheville, North Carolina, and I really appreciated what everyone shared, especially um, the last idea of really seeking someone who truly has what I want. And uh, that's always been very important to me. Uh, I've shared a couple of times I have long-term entire abstinence, and I have always worked this program to the best of my ability. And uh, I am repeating the steps. I've done them several times, but never like this. And uh, I'm up to the 10th step. I'm still doing amends with the ninth step. And uh, the, the thing that really challenges me is this one line about God Uh, The consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. And I am definitely an agnostic uh, who's a wannabe believer. And um, I know I can't force myself to be a believer. I mean, I've tried. So, you know, I think that's the big challenge for me. I have experienced psychic transformation I recently, I'm involved with neurofeedback for a long time, and just had a brain mapping done. And the psychologist said to me, "Like this is amazing." He said, "Your brain is at a state of peacefulness it's never been at in your entire life." He said to keep doing whatever you're doing, and I mean it was biological proof with brainwaves. And um, so what I've been doing is being willing, being willing to consider there's a power greater than myself that actually cares about me and that I can access. I, you know, I'm just hoping that as I continue working the steps one day at a time and acting as if there's a power that I will actually have that experience and know that there is a power. One thing I do know, and that's how I have stayed absent so long with, God's help that I don't believe in. But one thing I do know is that I am totally powerless over food. And that, um, I know this sounds dramatic. I'd rather kill myself than ever go back to overeating. And that's just because it was such a horrendous experience for me. So one day at a time, I'm going to do my best to work the program. That is my priority.
0: And with that, I pass. Thanks, Sandy. Hey, Deb, what's new in Oklahoma? Good
10: morning.
0: Oklahoma
10: is Good morning. fine. <laughs> Good. Okay, so I'm Deb W. Recovered in Oklahoma. Um, I love this paragraph just like I love all the other paragraphs. But uh, So this paragraph is saying I don't have to search. I don't have to run. I don't have to go to the mountains and down to the valley to find this power that it's a part of my makeup, hmm. just as much as the feeling we have for the friend. so it steps from being a, a part of our makeup to, okay, it's telling me where I can, I might have experienced this power. It goes to say just as much as a feeling we have for a friend or for our children. It's given examples of love that this power offers. It's given examples of healing. I will never, ever, ever leave my child. Never. I will always be there for my child. And so this power that lays within us a lot of times dormant because we never figure out how to access it will never stop seeking us. Beckoning to us to come, you know put down the put down the the food that you're depending on to make you be able to get through a meeting at work or to get through a family um reunion i many times I held a plate of food through a family reunion and kept going back to common social um thing that we had in common that kept me rooted was that I could always go to the table. I could always pull something up from the table to give me that security. You know, this power is is not, you know, of course I can learn about it in education. I can, you know, I can get a great job and maybe the job, you know, may get me there. But it's not any of these earthly achievements or successes it's simple it's simply within you know and and the way that this program lets us be able to access it lets us be able to become aware of it is through our defeat it's through our inability to continue to put our hands on the button of control (laughs) we have to let go because i don't know about you I didn't know what to do. It took me over. I wake up. I put something in my mouth, and it's off and running. And the mind is telling me, have more, have more, have more. And there is no way that it was It was never meant for me to be able to succeed or do everything, uh, or I wouldn't need to to have anything but what I see in front of me. You know, I have to stretch my mind and my uh, desires for more than what I can see. I'm human. I only see a little bit. You know, God does not make too hard for those who seek him. So we're seeking something more than ourselves and our own thought of how a thing ought to be resolved and our own ability of, um, you know, uh, getting over it because, see, that's where I am now. I'm at the point of what my own abilities brought me. So, you know, just working the steps, just as we walk through those steps, as we go through them, whether we are conscious of the change within us or not, other people are conscious, or eventually I become conscious of a desire to respond, to react, to um to live a certain way. And so, you know, yeah, it takes that full walking through the steps.
0: Uh, anyway, I'm done. Thank you. Thanks, Deb. Okay, let's open it up. Who else wants uh, in on this deal? Barbara E. Dorita De- De- P. De- Leah Kathy C. <laughs> Leah F. C. <Kathy. laughs> Okay, let's stop there. Okay, here's who I have, and then we can add more if if we have time. We have Barbara, Dorita, Leah, Kathy, the other Leah S., and, and Penny. Good
11: morning, Barbara. You're up. Good morning, everyone. Wow, these shares were so enlightening to me. Electricity for sure. Step, I am not an atheist, but... Basically an agnostic. I grew up in a household that never talked about God. We were cultural Jews, and that was the extent of it. So I simply never even thought about it. But step two asked me to go beyond admitting that I was finally willing to admit my powerlessness over people, places, things, and my compulsion. Uh, to insanely overeat. It asked me to accept that there might be something that could be out there that could reshape my life. I had to be willing to accept that there might be a way for me and a possibility of a spiritual force that could be out there and available if I just opened the door a crack. The second step means I could be cured of my grandiosity, my mean-spiritedness, my selfishness, all of those negative character defects that plagued my life. Yes, I had been abstinent. For some reason, when I walked into O.A., I got abstinent and have been abstinent day by day for 20 years. Marvelous. But I was not happy, joyous, and free. I had to be willing to connect with a spiritual resource that would help me to become the person my God, my spiritual force, meant me to be. I had to give up my defiance in favor of reliance. I had to accept with true humility and an open mind that might lead me to faith and sanity. It took me years to come to this point in a way, really of just thinking that
0: abstinence
11: was enough. I was abstinent, but I wasn't cured of my defects. I had to to admit complete defeat and with vigor accept that with every breath that there was a power that I was willing to accept it to put aside prejudice to accept possibilities, and to take action. I had to go through the all 12 steps, and I have not been through all 12. I'm hovering in step 10. I'll be hovering for a long time probably because those pesky defects resurface. They're not gone for good. They, and new ones pop up, but I'm kinder and I'm gentler to myself, and I know I can change, one day at a time, if I am willing to sweep aside prejudice and to
0: accept new ideas. Thank you. Pass, everyone. Thanks, Barbara. Okay, we have Dorita, followed by Leah M. Dorita, good morning.
12: Good morning, Larry. Hi, my name is Dorita P. from Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and thank you so much, Larry, for your service. Um, you're one. You're one of the reasons why I'm here this morning. Um, I was so sleepy. Um, <laughs> I was dialing the number with one eye open. And um, another reason why I'm here, particularly today, is I have a sponsor, uh who's calling from a eating disorder treatment center. Uh, she's calling from there to listen in. So I needed to be here. Uh you know, I said I was gonna be here, so I needed to be here. And um so this uh second word, um we finally so finally is the end of something. Like we finally uh saw that faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup. Um just um just as much as the feeling we have for a friend. And uh you know, thinking about my friends, um you know, I love my friends, uh, and they love me, and I could feel their love, and they tell me that they could feel my love um, and then this part right here, um uh, in the last analysis all all of this final stuff, and for me, the last analysis was after um. You know, after all these different diets I was on and, you know, uh, losing weight and gaining it back. And, you know, uh, my diets didn't work. Um, My diets didn't uh, work. Well, my diets work. You know, I have a friend of mine that says, you know, all diets work. You know, if you stay on them, they they work. And uh, also OA works. Um, You know, I hear people say, you know, um, that OA does not work. Um, but I have yet to find a person who has done everything, you know, had a sponsor, um, you know, went to meetings, worked the steps that say that OA, you know, didn't work or or doesn't work. So I'm just really grateful to be here today, um, and I'm grateful that I um, I swept away prejudice, um, and I'm grateful that I have joined you guys on the brawl broad highway and with that i'll
0: pass thank you thank you dorita okay we have leah m followed by kathy good morning leah
13: hey good morning larry thank you so much if our testimony helps sweep away prejudice enables you to think honestly encourages you to search diligently within yourself then if you wish you can join us on the broad highway you know and i look at if you wish You know, I don't know about you. I can tell you about my disease. Even in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous from 1982 to 1987, I was a daily attendee of meetings. Um, I just thought, you know, recovery had to fall from the heavens like pixie dust. I didn't get the personal responsibility uh, that it was going to take, you know, to uh, put down my drugs of choice and uh, implement these steps in in you know, sequence abstinently, um, you know, I thought I had to feel something. I mean, feelings are important at this point, um, but feelings are a trap in the spiritual life. You know, I had to make a decision, um, and the decision actually was motivated by tremendous pain, suffering, torture, and turmoil, um, you know, as this disease kept uh you know, putting the screws on me and turning up the heat. Uh, Whether I felt God or not, whether I felt spiritual or not, was irrelevant at this point. Um, What was important was what I did. And, you know, what the big book actually promises is that by working the 12 steps, it will remove, that process will remove the blocks that keep me from my higher power, however I conceived it, because at this stage, I didn't know what it was, but I was going to die in the investigation. I just had to do the work, however I conceived it. And at that point, how I conceived it was the testimony that I was hearing from people in whom the problem had been solved. And you know what? That was even in the AA rooms. I couldn't find anybody who the problem had been solved in OA. So it didn't matter. It was that someone, uh, you know, had an addiction as powerful um, as I had, um, and, and they were no longer living that way. Um, you know, that they had had a spiritual awakening that as a result of this work, their higher power had entered into their lives and given them sanity and there was no promise that I was going to believe in God or any religion at all at that point. The only promise was that I was going to have sanity, that I was going to feel a strength and a power that that did not exist in me when I was trying to deal with this addiction on my own. So step two only requires that we be willing To try to find a higher power, that's all. My willingness was enough to start the process of working the 12 steps, and when I worked the 12 steps, I found that by the time I got to step nine, um, I became sane in relation to food along the way without any effort except the implementation of this work that I was doing. So all I can say is keep doing it. Don't despair. I'm just wrapping up. Just do the steps. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Leah. Okay, we have Kathy followed by Leah S. Kathy, good morning.
14: Good morning. This is Kathy C. I'm calling from Montreal, Canada. May I be heard? You can. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Um, this paragraph or this you know, a few paragraphs, you know, do represent, you know, our our reason for being here in these rooms, you know, um, we are here to find that power, to enable us to find a power greater than ourselves, you know, we are so limited, we are so, you know, um, powerless, we, 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 we have no resource. Uh, and we have no source. And here it's, it's letting us know. Um, it's almost like priming us to say, you know, down deep inside all of us, there is a power. There is, you know, a God. There is that idea of God, you know, because we, we, we come to learn by doing the steps that we were created by God. And we do hold of all God's principles inside us. Uh, you know, we are perfect already, already as we are. We were born sinless. Um, and with God and through God and, and doing our daily meditation. We keep that connection with God, you know, so we keep going. We keep going and we grow along spiritual lines. And down deep, down deep inside us, well, this is why we need to, to pray and, and meditate. This is what will bring us to that spiritual energy. Um, and we'll close the gap, you know, we become separated. This is why we are feeling As we do, and this is why we behave as we behave, because we're thinking along our selfish, um, our selfish. We're thinking uh, with our selfish minds, our ego-centered minds. We are separated from God. You know, we are separated from anything that is that is real. Uh, We are disconnected. And here we we recover, we come back with God's um, image, with God's light through us. Um, And we have to foster that relationship. We pray and we meditate. This is a this is a, a daily thing for as long as we live. Um, once someone told me um, that we were, um, I was born before I was birth, and when I when my body dies, I will my, my spirit will still be alive, you know. So and it takes different forms. So I really believe we did come from God's image, you know. Um, God is infinite, and we are all His brothers and sisters. Living
0: a spiritual life, you know. I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Kathy. Hey, Leah. Can you take Leah? Can you take about two minutes, and then Penny, you'll take uh, two minutes as well. Would that be all right?
15: Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks. Thank you so much, Larry. Okay. Search diligently. Um, Search diligently within yourself. What is within yourself, and what is searched diligently um, we all we all at one point in our life have seen something that really gave us a, a shake up or some kind of some kind, whether it's um, it, it, it's a child that's jumping from the uh, monkey bar and just about making it onto the foam or if it's uh someone walking between the cars like the jaywalker and and so agile and 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 just not getting hit and and you say to yourself oh my god what happened over here so there's something that is higher than than the normal kind of feelings that you are feeling That's the spirituality. That's within yourself. So God was right along, all along, within you. You just didn't connect to it. Search diligently, put on your spiritual glasses, widen them, broaden them, and, and then look really deep inside of you. And what, am it, what is it that I am doing? And what is it that God is doing that I'm not overeating and that I can pass that sweet table and I can pass that, that bakery or the sprinkle shop? My goodness, what is it? are those not miracles they really are and talk about the the daily occurrences in my life thank you for letting me
0: share i pass thanks leah okay penny boston strong will you wrap us up
16: thank you larry may i be heard can i be heard you can okay um yeah i'm i'm recovered gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in the boston area and uh yeah Red Socks are doing really well um uh, but uh, <laughs> what I wanted to talk about is that you know there's lack of power being our dilemma being our problem and i'm I'm aware that all through my life because after as an adult, I would gain lose gain lose, and every time it was noticed that I lost weight, someone would would uh, congratulate me that I had such wonderful willpower. It was my power. And so, you know, I started to internalize that. Yes, that's what it's all about. I have to have the power. And when I wasn't uh, abstinent, it was, well, you know, I gave up my power. And and today, if someone says that, every time I refuse a dessert, somebody in the crowd will say, you really have willpower and and i say no god power god power if it's appropriate i say it out loud otherwise i certainly say it to my god i realize that it's not penny c's power it's your power god and with that i'll pass thank you
0: thanks penny well i you know what there's there's probably another couple minutes here i'll just if you guys don't mind i'll just share just a little bit i don't know that i can add to anything that was said so beautifully but um it's Larry Kay, recovered compulsive reader. You know, to me I I, I always tell people that I, I certainly didn't come to Overreaders Anonymous to have a spiritual awakening. That that, that wasn't my purpose. Although, like Leah M said, you know, th- this disease, uh she always says, this disease just beat me into a state of reasonableness, and it, it talks about that in the big book. And that's what can that's what we're, what sparked, I believe, the willingness to proceed through the process eventually. And, um, and that willingness was an inside job. Now, what, what brought about this spiritual transformation? Well, that's my higher power. That's that My higher power removed the obsession. My higher power changed me in so many extraordinary ways, continues to change me. It's not a one and done type of thing. Feelings are not facts. I was always hoping that I would feel better. When I feel better, I'll start this process. I'll continue this process. It's under my control. When I feel better, I'll, I'll do it. That was never true. My feelings were never facts. They were just feelings. Human beings experience feelings. The spiritual transformation still occurred, even when I don't feel so good. You know, I, I don't feel so good when I'm meeting with uh, parents of a, uh, double amputee from a industrial accident I, I don't feel really good I, I they don't feel good either right but those feelings are like the river you know you see a river it kind of flows when it's it could be turbulent and it, when it's real windy and stormy out and it looks real dangerous it continues to flow it can be very placid and calm on a beautiful summer day It continues to flow so, too, with my feelings. They they flow. But I'm so grateful uh, for this, what God did for me. And with that, I'll pass. Let me uh, thank everyone who has shared and joined us. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following closing. Let me give you the share ID for today, uh, Thursday, June 15th. It's 10043. That's 10043. Hey, yo, Janice, or Leslie. Leslie, you're going to read page 164 for us, correct? Correct. Hi, Larry.
17: Thank you for your service. This is Leslie M., a recovered compulsive overeater from Long Island, New York. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who's still sick.